Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Well, I'm glad that Jesus paid it all. How many of you are glad you're saved this morning? Well, that doesn't sound like you are too excited about it. How many are glad you're saved this morning? Amen. It's a great day to be saved. You don't have to worry about being saved from yesterday to today. If you're saved, you uh, have it carried over all the way to heaven. And we praise the Lord for that. Take your Bible, if you would, with me. I know you just got situated there, but maybe you'll find your Bible and we'll uh, stand, if you would, out of respect for the Word of God. And then take your Bible, if you would, to turn to the Old Testament, the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2 is where we'll find ourselves this morning. I'm thankful to have the opportunity and privilege to be able to open the Word of God with you. And uh, for you men, happy Father's Day to you. And so thankful that today is a natural day to show appreciation to you. And thankful for the faithful fathers that are in this room and maybe even listening online. And praise God for you. And I hope you're treated very well today and honored and as you should be. Daniel chapter 2 and verse 19, we'll find some verses here. I want to tell you something. I don't have anything to say. Nothing. Not one thing do I have to tell you. But God's Word has a lot to say. And God's Word has a lot to, to give us this morning, and I pray that we'll receive exactly what God has for us. And God has been speaking and working in my heart in this area, and I pray that He'll use this in your life as well. Daniel chapter 2, verse 19, it says this, Then the secret was revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. Verse 21, And he changeth the times and the seasons, he removeth the kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. Notice verse 23, please. I thank thee and praise thee in this phrase, O thou God of my fathers. Who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the scripture. And Lord, I pray that it would truly do only the work that you can do with the word of God. And Lord, that it would speak to us. Lord, right where we need it. I don't know all the needs in this room, but you sure do. And so, Lord, I know that I'm a needy man. And desiring to hear from you today and to continue to follow what you want for us in all of our lives, I pray that this is a desire. I pray that you'll use this time together around the Word of God, make it special. May you give the fathers a great day today. May they be honored well. But most importantly, may you be honored more than anyone as our Heavenly Father. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for that. I don't know about you. But I um, know throughout the year, you have to go through hearing dad jokes. 
Right? How many of you have a dad that just tries his best to tell dad jokes? Now, you're not being honest because you're sitting next to your dad is why. You don't want to raise your hand. I didn't say there were dad bad jokes. For some reason, that, that happens. But uh, you heard about the dad that injured his whole left side, didn't you, this week, this last week? He's all right now. You'll get that. You'll get that. You're thinking about it. Oh, yeah, you're thinking about it. <laughs> and the dad is a construction worker trying to tell a joke, and he's still working on it. And obviously, you know, when a joke becomes a dad joke, it's because it becomes very apparent. All right, you're thinking about it. We're going to stop right there. I'm just trying to lighten the mood here this morning a little bit and just make sure that you get your fill of a dad joke on Dad's Day and Father's Day. But whether you have a dad that's humorous or not, I want to encourage you this morning that you ought to treasure and enjoy every minute of every time that you have with them. And just for sake of, of their sanity, just laugh at their jokes maybe, even if they're not that great of a joke. And uh, that's what makes them a dad joke. But uh, the Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, and as the Lord God hath commanded thee. And we're to render honor to whom honor is due. And I... I as I prepared this message, I, I struggled with the fact of whether or not I should even do this. But I ask that you men throw that picture up, if you would, for me. And this is a picture of my dad. And I'm so thankful for my dad. And we don't know what a day may bring forth. In Proverbs 27, 1, and the older I get, the more I realize how thankful I am for a good and godly heritage. The Bible says this, that Psalm 16, it says, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. And I'm so thankful for that. Eleven months after we came here, December 30th, 2014, I received a phone call. I remember very, very clearly being downstairs changing a light bulb. Um, thank God for maintenance. Not really. <laughs> but it's a, it's a matter that I was changing a light bulb downstairs, and I uh, received that phone call unlike any other phone call I've ever received. And I'll never forget that phone call. It was, it was unlike any other call, and something was majorly wrong. And I remember my mother telling me my dad had just gone on to be with the Lord. And she kept on saying through tears and through much grief, Daddy's gone. Daddy's gone. What do you mean, Daddy's gone? And I couldn't believe it. And, and here's a healthy man, and 57 years old, and living for God, and doing God's work, and being faithful to the Lord, and he's gone? What do you mean he's gone? Where'd he, go, where'd he go? Go somewhere else? No, he'd gone to be with the Lord. And, and I struggled with that question. It kept on coming up to me. And did this really just happen? And, and the emotions that flood, flooded my heart. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, this is my hero. This is my confidant. This is my example. This is my friend. He's my counselor. He's my dad. That's my dad. And I was proud that he's my dad. And I'm still thankful for the dad that God gave to me. But some of the greatest memories I spent with my dad. And so the memories just flood your soul. And if you dealt with the, the loss of a loved one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's not much sometimes that, that takes the triggers to just bring it right back. Something you'll see that reminds you, or even sometimes you'll see someone that you think looks like them. And here, here's the thing. Time after time, I, I remember being a silent partner with my dad. And as he led hundreds to, to Jesus Christ, and I, I remember going in the wee hours of the morning to, to get a church bus and I really didn't go to get the church bus. I went to go to get the apple fritter. 
And coffee, well, I shouldn't say coffee, it was creamer with coffee, if you know what I mean. But I remember Dad specifically telling me, go ahead and as we take this bus back, preach to these empty seats. And he figured if I could preach to empty seats, then I would still preach for the audience of one, whether the seats were filled or not. And I'm thankful that my dad had that kind of heart and that kind of wisdom. And boy, I can just see a picture of my dad as he sat at the kitchen table day after day and his walk with God and faithfully reading the Bible and praying and having a true walk with the Lord. And I watched his willingness time and time again to just in all walks of life, it didn't matter what they looked like, it didn't matter where they came from, to try to help and just care for the needy and the, the ones that needed help and show them Jesus. I remember holding a flashlight over and over and over again. How many of you have ever gotten flashlight duty with your dad? And that was something as I held the flashlight, I watched as he fixed different things and did different things, and I wanted to be that man. And, you know, even as a child, you try to put on your dad's shoes because you have respect and you have honor and you, and you have love for, the, for this, this man that God has given to you on this earth. But he's your earthly father. He's an earthly dad. He's still a sinner. He's saved, but he's saved by grace, but he's still a sinner. And within our congregation today, I've tried to think a little bit about how we have different fathers. We have faithful fathers this morning. And I thank God for that. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him, the Bible says. And many dads, and I'm sure even in this room today, you've proven yourself faithful and your, your kids could speak to that and, and they could tell of that. But I want to ask you, how well do you know your father? This morning. We probably have some dads here today that struggle, and, and maybe they struggled even as a parent, and, and you've had to ask for God's forgiveness. And Malachi 4 6 says, The Lord shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers. I'm glad today that we have some soon to be dads. And I'm excited for you, and I'm thankful that, and that's exciting, it's great. And we have people in this room that have fostered or adopted. By the way, that reminds me, our Heavenly Father has adopted all of us that have called upon Him and trusted in Jesus Christ. So we're all adopted. And I thank God for that example of that. And this same room today, we have those who would love to have children. And they're not on that path of being able to have children, but they're dads to many in this room or, or people in their life. They're still very much influenced. And I want to encourage you men that if that's the case, then, and you ladies and your wives, that you still have great influence with many, many young people. And I'm sure we have dads today who have lost children or maybe grandchildren or great-grandchildren. And, and it's a difficult day. And I pray that you experience the God of all comfort on this day. And then we have dads who their children are grown and you're glad they're maybe out of the house. And, but you're proud of the men and women they've become. And you're thankful for that. And the father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him, Proverbs says. And then maybe you sit here today and you think, well, I'm just not so sure I have had that great of a dad as a role model. I want to tell you, there is someone available to all of us. No matter what scenario, no matter where we find ourselves this morning, because there's different scenarios throughout this congregation, and there's different situations that we find ourselves on Father's Day. But there is someone available to us all. And Daniel says in verse 23, would you look there with me, please? It says, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers. 
Can I tell you today, there is one available to all of us, and that is the Heavenly Father. He's the God of all fathers. Daniel strongly recognizes that it's all about the God of his fathers. And for one of his forefathers, might surprise you, but it was a very, very young person, and God used a young person as one of the biggest influencers on Daniel's life. I'm going to ask you to turn to 2 Chronicles 34 to see who that might be. And I have some helpers that are going to come up if they would go ahead and make their way up, if you would. So, but everyone else, if you would turn to 2 Chronicles 34. 2 Chronicles 34. 2 Chronicles 34. In verse 1 it says this. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. In verse 2 it says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. In the twelfth year he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places, and the groves, and the carved images, and the molten images." Here we have in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 23, he says, O thou God of my fathers. And one of his forefathers was Josiah, a very, very young man, an eight-year-old, just like Matthew Spalding is eight. Can you imagine with me how much pizza you would have as a king making a decision for everyone to have pizza? No, but in, in that day, he, Josiah made the greatest decision at this age. To do what was right in the sight of God, to walk, not to, not to stray to the right, to the left, but to walk after David his father. David, a man after God's own heart. What a great forefather there. And a young person, an eight-year-old. And then you, you bump up a little more in the twelfth year, then you have sixteen. Represented as Ty here, he's sixteen as well. So we have both ages represented. Josiah the king, a young person making decisions for God. Can I say, if, if a young person can make decisions for God and can go the right way, so can we. So can we. And by the way, I believe that they can if they see us. As an example, and, and so I'm thankful that as a young man, Josiah was willing to not go to the right hand or the left, to, to walk in the ways and the sight of the Lord. He did that was right. What was right before God. Thank you, men. Well, he brought the Word of God to life. And in verse 14, would you notice the Word of God is what made the difference? In verse 14 of 2 Chronicles 34, it says this, When they had brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found a book. I love this passage of Scripture. It talks about finding the Word of God and how excited they became. In verse 16, it says that Shaphan came and carried the book to the king, and he brought it to the king, and he, he read it. And the king... Rends his clothes, he's affected by the word of God in verse 19. The words of the law. And then in verse 21 he says, go inquire the Lord for me. He wants to know more about it and he, and he has it read before him. And then if you would turn over to verse 31 of Second Chronicles 34, notice please what happens. The king stood in his place and made a covenant. Can I just stop right here? This is a great covenant to make. And if you can make, you and I can make this covenant before the Lord today. This is an amazing covenant. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to 
Do what? To walk after the Lord and to keep His commandments and His testimonies and His statutes with all His heart and with all His soul to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. Folks here today, are we willing to make that kind of covenant? See, Daniel had, had really seen some true faith lived out in his life before him. Josiah, David, these men as biblical men and men of the forefathers of the Word of God. But can I tell you this morning, we also live in a country that has forefathers of our country. The Declaration of Independence in its beginning paragraph says this. It says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by who? Their Creator. Our pledge, the American flag, our pledge to our country's flag says, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under God. I'm thankful for the under God. And President Woodrow Wilson said this, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived from the revelations of Holy Scriptures. That's a good upbringing. That's a good forefathers of our countries and how this country began and how this country started. And, and I'm thankful for the biblical fathers in the Word of God. I'm thankful for the forefathers of our country. But you know, I'm even more thankful for the God that can do something that no one else can do. He's a God to the fatherless. See, in, in Psalm 68.5, a father of the fathers, the judge of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. Psalms 10.14 says he's a helper to the fatherless. So I want to ask you this morning this simple question. How well do you know your father? Yes, your physical father. I, I pray and hope you know him, and I pray you're getting to know him even better. And today's a great day to just let dad, let dad talk. Let him tell you the stories. You ask the questions and just listen. And receive all that you can from your father while you have time. Because you know not what a day may bring forth. I never dreamed my dad would be gone as fast as he was. And as quick. Well, that, it happens sooner than we realize. But here's the thing. You treasure that and, and, you, and you should. And you should honor him. And, and, and that's excellent and we should do that today. But can I tell you, someone even more important than your physical father is our heavenly father. And so as you get to know your physical father... My prayer today is, as, as men and as, as dads and as fathers, and I speak for myself as well, that we are getting to know our Heavenly Father so well that the Heavenly Father then is shown as a physical father to our children, to our families, to our relatives, to the people we come in contact with. And the reason that God used Daniel so greatly is because Daniel purposed in his heart to know his Heavenly Father very, very well. Number one, if you want to tr truly know the Father well, this morning you must trust His plan. You must trust His plan. You've got to get in close to God. Notice chapter 1 of Daniel, if you would please with me, back to Daniel, and, and we'll go to chapter 1 at this point. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 9. Would you please notice what Daniel realized about his God, his Father? The thrust of the book of Daniel as a whole is about God's sovereignty and God's plan and what God has done. And Daniel realizes that God is the one who is in control. In verse 9 it says, Now God had brought 
And then in verse 17 it says, As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. If you're familiar with this story and this passage of, of, this, of Scripture, you know that Nebuchadnezzar is, is in rule and he's in reign. And unlike a good forefather, unlike a father that, that is doing what's right, like Josiah as a young person, Nebuchadnezzar is doing everything wrong and doing all he can to brainwash four particular men. You know them as Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel was a part of that group. And immediately as a young person, he tried to get to them and he tried to do everything he could to change everything about what, what he could in their, in their mind about their God. But he could change their name, but he could not change their character. He could change everything about what, what was in their life, what, what they ate and where they lived and what they did and their education and everything about them. And he could slowly try to brainwash them into getting them to think that you don't need to serve the God you think you need to serve. You need to serve Nebuchadnezzar God. Which Nebuchadnezzar God is a small g. There's only one God above all gods, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so... Nebuchadnezzar is doing all he can to really get these men to do everything against their God. But he could change all their lifestyle and all the things around them, but he could not change their heart. And Daniel had purpose in his heart, and these men had purpose in their heart that they were going to walk with God, and they were going to do what was right no matter what. And if you take the Bible, and turn over to chapter 6 of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3, you'll notice this is the only thing they could find wrong on Daniel. The only thing they could accuse him and blame him because they were trying hard to find something. And Nebuchadnezzar, and, and even under the reign of Darius here, in, in verse 3, it says, Then this Daniel was preferred of the, of the presidents and princesses because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princesses sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. They're trying to find occasion, trying to find fault, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Well, what wrong they could try to find on him was still right. I wonder today, dads, can I just speak to you for a moment? I wonder today, if we could ask your children, what is your walk with God like? I wonder what would they say? Would they be able to say that you have an excellent spirit, that you're faithful, that you walk with God? See, here this morning, for any of us, for any of us, that want to truly know what our Christian life is like. It's not whether we ask the person next to you that's sitting in this church and in this pew next to you. It's not whether we go to your co-workers and find out how they are and what, what kind of Christian you are based upon how you live at work, although it is, and although it is for the one that, that is sitting next to you in the pew. But even more importantly than this, if we're going to really try to find out if you're a true Christian with walking with God, it's not a matter of we ask a pastor that you know or, or a church that you go, with, go to and people that are there or, or, or a relative even that you have. The best people to ask, if, you are, if they're truthfully honest, would be the people under your roof. 
would be the people in your home that are inside the four walls of your home. See, there's not a single person in this room this morning that is a better Christian than the Christian that you are in your own home. See, if we can have our private life right in our own home, the public life will take care of itself. So I wonder if the Christian life has not lived at church, at work, at the places you go are frequent. Well, it's got to start at home. The true Christian life is where the beginning, where it all starts, is at home. That's first and foremost, the fullest. So man, let me ask your wife. Let me ask your kids. Do you have an excellent spirit? Are you faithful? How quickly could you be accused of your walk with God? Do your ones closest to you know that you have a walk with God? I wonder what kind of God do you portray? What kind of God do I portray? Is he pure? Is he holy? Is he, is he portrayed properly? Oh, I want my family to believe in God, but I want my family to be shown God. And fellow believers, if we could just get concerned with this one matter this morning. If you get nothing else this morning, if we could just get concerned about our walk with God, oh, how the floodgates of heaven would open. Oh, how God could do a work right here. Because we've got to trust His plan, but you know how you trust His plan? You've got to get in close. You've got to snuggle up. You've got to talk with God. You've got to have a true walk with God. And I have not arrived in this area, and God has been working in my heart in this matter. But I want to ask you this morning, what are you doing about God's plan in your life? God's plan is a day-to-day. Are you truly trusting God just for heaven? Or are we trusting God for the plan that He has for, for, for your life, for my life, for this church? Then we're going to get in close to God. That's all we're going to worry about. We're not going to worry about anything else. It's, it's not a matter of, of anything that, that else needs to come into play. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just meet with my God. See, God's mighty power only comes when God's people walk with God. How critical, how important this is. We need the Holy Ghost revival of power of God on our lives. We need to walk humbly with God. We need to walk with Him and as he walks, so, so we walk in 1 John 2, 6. And Dwight L. Moody said, if I walk with the world, I cannot walk with God. And so if you're still in Daniel chapter 6, keep your place there if you would. And, and in, as I mentioned to you, Daniel chapter 6, that Daniel is, is living the right life. He's, he's having an excellent spirit. Would you notice please with me, verse 8. I'm sorry, Uh, verse 10, verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows, being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, notice please, as he did aforetime. Oh, Daniel, where are you at? He's, He's with God again. Just like he did a four-time. He's trusting God's plan. He's getting in close to God. Daniel, why a four-time? Because he knew it would only get him to that time. All those times that he had met with God were not enough. 
Now he's there again, kneeling before God. And yes, he had done it three times a day. And now his windows are open again. And he's asking God for help because he trusts God's plan. He's getting in close with God. And it was priority above anything else. You know what we need in Christianity today is we need some callous knees. That's what we need. We need some callous knees. We need some people in this room who say, yes, you've met with God a four time, but that's not good enough. We need, we need some fathers and some men that will, that will rise to the occasion and say, I'm going to take a stand for God. I'm going to have a walk with God so close that I trust His plan and I just want to get in as close as I can to God. I want to snuggle up as close as I can to right next to His side. I want to talk with Him. I want to walk with Him. I want Him to reveal things to me that, that maybe the secrets and the, the visions and the dreams. Daniel, how did that happen? He trusted God's plan. See, verse 8 of, of chapter 1 says, Daniel purposed in his heart. But verse 9, it says, Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love. But you know why? And you don't have to turn there. But in Daniel chapter 1, you know why? God brought in favor and tender love. And, and even with the prince of the eunuchs, you know why that was able to happen? Because verse 8. Not because of the numerical order of verse 8, verse 9. But because verse 8 was first in Daniel's life, he had purposed in his heart to do nothing else. Nothing else mattered more than seeking his God. I wonder where are we at this morning? How well do we really know our Heavenly Father? Are we getting in close to God? Are we drawing nigh to God and He'll draw nigh to us? We've got to draw nigh. We've got to get in. It's a twofold relationship. And, you know, the, the, the ones who are closest to the dad today are the, the children that are clo- closest to the dad are the ones who have put their trust in dad because they have spent time with their dad. They've gotten in close. And when you're trusting God's plan, I want to give you a couple of things here this morning just quickly. When you're trusting God's plan, you're getting in close, God reveals some things. Number one, getting in close to God reveals you believe in God, that He truly exists. That He truly exists. See, who you believe in, you talk to. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knoweth them that trust in Him. Number two, getting in close reveals that you know He cares. Casting all your care upon Him. Who? God, for He careth for you. Number three, getting in close to God reveals that He hears your prayers. So not only does it reveal that you believe He exists and that He is real, He is is well, He is alive, and He is on His throne in heaven, and, and He's not dead, He's alive today. And because you know He exists and you believe in Him, you're, you're talking to Him, and then you know He cares, and, and then you know that He hears your prayers, and so the righteous, the eyes of the Lord are over that, and His, his ears are open to the prayers. What I'm saying this morning is who we want to really spend time with, we get in close with. For me, it just so happens that it's Kate, my youngest. And I'm, I'm telling you, it seems like no matter where I go, I'm surprised she's not up here on the platform with me, to be honest, because every time I turn around, she's just right there. She's just right there. Yesterday, I was taking out some boxes to the trash, and she didn't really need to go with me to the trash, but there she was. And any time that she's around, frankly, I, I, I don't know how to go around life without her most of the time because she just seems to always be there. Do you know what I mean? And I need some private time without her there and and some privacy, but she's always just there. And there's a lot of things that she's benefited from because she's there. 
And there's sometimes treats that she receives because she's willing to go with me wherever I want to go. And she's always, Daddy, can I go? Daddy, can I go here? Daddy, can I go there? Daddy, can I, can I go? And you know, the one who, gets to, one who goes and gets to go and is asking all the time normally gets to go and then come back and tell everyone else what they received and the treats from Wawa and the special things that they got. And why? Because they're there and they wanted to go. You know, the dad wants to take the ones who says, I'll, I want to go. Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? And eventually the dad gives in. Because they're there. I hope you're catching this this morning. I hope this is resonating with you. If you really trust His plan, you're there. You're getting in as close as you can. You're drawing nigh. You're not worried about what's this and what name and, and I'm figuring this out and, and where do I go and what do I do? No, I'm just going to I'm just going to zone in on getting close to God. This is a great time as a church. May I say this, church, to just get in close with God. Just pray and get some callous knees. And I need some callous knees. And God convicted me of this when I was even preparing for this. But I tell you, dear man and, and dear father, the greatest thing that our children can know is that we're getting in close to God and we're getting to know our father well. But you know what it comes down to, number two, is it comes down to where we place the emphasis. Where we place the emphasis. And so we've got to place the emphasis on the, on the right person, the right place. And in Daniel chapter 2, you would find a biblical account. In Daniel chapter 2, at verse 1, it, we started off there this morning, verse 23. But in verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar, he's furious, he's fearful, his spirit is troubled. He can't sleep and he reaches out to the world and try to get the world's wisdom. And they, the world wants to be a part of his life and they think they have the answer. And hey, ask us and tell us the dream, Nebuchadnezzar. And tell us, tell us that the magicians, the sorcerers, they're the smart ones of the group. And verse 5 of Daniel chapter 2, it, it talks about how the king says, you know, it's just, it's just, it just escaped me. It, just, it went from me. It's just gone. I, I don't even remember my dream. Matter of fact, since you know everything, since you have the answer, why don't you tell me my dream? Oh, no, we just want to know your dream, and then we'll interpret it. And we'll, you, you tell us everything about the plan, and then we will be able to tell you what that plan means. And Nebuchadnezzar says, no, I... If you really are knowing what you're doing and you're really so, so intelligent, then why don't you tell me what dream I had? And if you do, I'll give you gifts. And if you don't, I'm going to cut you off and, and I'm going to turn your houses into dunghill and I'm going to actually cut you in pieces or remove you and I'm going to take you out. What a nice guy to, to hear, hear from. And verse 10 and verse 11 these men, they get very fearful and very afraid because this is the king saying these things. And he's furious, he's, he's hasty, he's quick, and no man can do this. Verse 10, it says that these men are, are very afraid and they've never been asked to do this. And, and there's not a man on this planet that can do this, but God has a man. And God has a man that's called Daniel. Why? Because it's very interesting what Daniel does. In Daniel chapter 2, in verse 16, through, through this Biblical account in verse 16, it says this, Then Daniel went in and desired of the king, same king that has given these men a run for their money, that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. See, Daniel is able to interpret the dream because he asked for time. But who does he ask for time with? Verse 17, that Daniel went into his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning the secret. What does Daniel do? Daniel 
says, I need some time. This is a big deal. These men have sought after Daniel because Daniel is seeking after his God. He's spending time with God. He's getting in close. He trusts his plan. And so what happens to Daniel? Well, Daniel actually is able to say, I need some time with God. I'm not going to be hasty with the words. I'm going to to be careful about what I do. I need some time with God. If I can get some time with God, I know that God has the answer. And by the way, God always has the answer. And so Daniel wants to wait on the Lord. Letter A, waiting on the Lord is when you place emphasis on, on God and the credit to God, and you just wait on the Lord. When's the last time that our children heard us say, I need some time with God? I need to wait on the Lord. Hey, Dad, yeah, Dad, 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 can I go with you? Can I go with you? And, and I want to experience where you're headed, and I want to, I want to go where you, whatever you're doing. I don't care what you're doing, but no, I got another appointment. And I need some time with God. When's the last time our our children heard us give something from the Word of God to them as a devotion, men? The greatest thing we can give our children is our Heavenly Father. But the only way we'll give our children the Heavenly Father is how well we know the Heavenly Father. And it comes down to waiting on God. It comes down to the motive must be bringing God attention. And then this exciting thing, as I finish out this morning, I want to give you this. The exciting thing of Daniel chapter 2 in verse 23. Would you notice, please, with me? It says, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me. Made known unto me. Now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Can I tell you what happens this morning if we trust His plan, we get in close to God, and then we place the emphasis on God, waiting on the Lord, making sure He gets the attention and all the credit to Him. The last thing that happens, number three, is there's progress that is made. And my goodness, we want progress in our family. We want progress to be made. And the only way this happens is when people come to Christ. That's true progress. It's a me to we, and it's for Nebuchadnezzar. Would you take your Bible and turn to Daniel chapter 4, the last place we'll look at this morning. Daniel chapter 4 and verse 37. Listen to Daniel's change of heart and what happens to to Nebuchadnezzar. This is exciting. Look at what Nebuchadnezzar... Now mind you, this is the one who who wanted to to really cause problems for these men and and really interpret my dream. I'm not going to tell you my dream. And I... No walk, no walk with God, and it wasn't right with God. And what does he do? Well, in verse 37, it says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. What happens to Nebuchadnezzar? Daniel was mightily used to influence even the king, Nebuchadnezzar. And I ask you this morning, is progress being made in your family for God. See, a good dad tells how to live the future. And a good dad says, this is what you should believe to be and, and follow. But a dad in the world can do that. A great dad shows his children the God that knows all of what lies ahead, knows all of what is coming. And a great dad is the one showing his children to Jesus, constantly getting closer to God. So what's the takeaway this morning? The takeaway is this. This last and final screen. Acts. Call to action that we pray this way. 
that we get in close to God. And this is just one out of many ways to pray. And it's a, it's, it's a model prayer that one of the prayers that we can pray is to give adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication and in this order. This is a great way to pray. I want to ask you this morning, we're going to have an invitation in just a moment, but would you commit, would you have as a covenant to say, man, I want to walk with God, I want to trust His plan, I'm going to get in close. I want progress to be made in my family. I want people coming to Christ. The only way it happens is if I place the emphasis right where it needs to be. I've got to wait on the Lord. I want to give Him all the credit, give Him all honor and glory. And you'll see that in Daniel chapter 2, the last verses there that we read in verse 23. Daniel's just saying, God, it's all about you. This is all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. This morning, would, would you bow with me in prayer, please, as we go, Lord, in prayer? I want to ask you this morning... Is there anyone here this morning that maybe needs to come to Christ? You haven't come to Christ yet. And you could be without your Heavenly Father, but that's the worst condition you could possibly find yourself in. So I want to ask you this morning, is there someone who needs to become His child today? You need to come to Christ, and in no wise will He cast you out. Your grace through, through faith and the gift of God, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you have God as your Heavenly Father? You can call upon Him. I want to give you an opportunity to do so. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, is there anyone who needs to put their trust in Jesus for heaven? You say this morning, I still don't have the Heavenly Father as my Father, but I sure want to change that. I want to have the Heavenly Father be my Father. Would you raise your hand this morning? Anyone like that? Anyone like that? and you're here in your seat and you want to trust Christ, you can pray and even ask God to become your Heavenly Father. I want to encourage you to do so. And then, dear Christian, I want to ask you, how well are you getting to know the Father? Are you in close? Are you snuggled up? Are you, are you, are you really making some progress? Because people are coming to Christ as a result of your life because you're showing them Jesus in a strong way. Are you getting in close to God this morning? again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.